This is the Grind, Sell, and Elevate podcast by Tizer Evans, where we do a deep dive on how to stay driven, how to be a top-tier salesperson, and how to elevate the quality of your life. Thanks for joining me today on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. I talked to Harrison Barron, who is the founder and CEO of Barron Media Group. Barron Media Group, what they specialize in is SEO. SEO is relevant for all of us that are online, have a website, have an e-commerce site, or it doesn't matter what you do, SEO is important. How do I get to the top of Google? That's what we want to know. So I discovered that, do a deep dive with Harrison about what his agency does to help entrepreneur entrepreneurs, businesses alike, get their SEO in line. So stay tuned for this episode with Harrison. If you guys haven't followed me, please do so. Hit the subscribe button, leave me a five-star review, drop me a comment, let me know what you think of the podcast, share on social media, tag me, let me know that you're listening so I can re-tag you, share some love, really appreciate all the support. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Harrison. Harrison Barron, how are you doing today? I am great, man. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. So you're the founder of Barron Media Group, and you're also a podcast host of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's it's been a hell of a journey. Uh, I'm not as active on my podcast uh, as I'd like to be. Um, just right now, I'm going through a major life transition um, where I, mo- I just moved from Long Island, New York, down to uh, Huntersville, North Carolina, which is about 20 minutes north of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's been, that's been really cool. It's been a phenomenal opportunity. And then on top of that, uh, my company Barron Media Group has been exploding. We're actually about to go through a massive, we're in the process of going through a massive rebranding right now um, and things like that. So honestly, everything's been going great, um, but it's been a, <laughs> it's been a heck of a ride. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard uh, moving during COVID is not very fun. Um, it's been all right. Honestly, it wasn't bad. We cheated a little bit. So um, I was living at my parents' house. It was either, you know, go get a full-time job or uh, I shouldn't say go get a full-time. I had a full-time job. Go get a better paying job or start my, you know, and and leave or start my company and, and stay at my parents' house for, for another couple of years. So ultimately, that's that's kind of what I decided. So moving actually wasn't so bad because I just had everything at my parents' house. I, I and the craziest part is a U-Haul from Long Island down to North Carolina was $2,000 and I'm not cheap, but I'm like, that's absurdly expensive in my opinion, because I was getting quotes from movers that would take care of everything for me for three or $4,000. So I'm like, well, that's kind of obscene. Um, So I just, I literally just packed up everything I possibly could fit in my Honda Accord. Uh, I mean, like the most important stuff came first. So this is, this is my mobile desktop where I'm mobile desktop, mobile computer, my laptop, um, where this travels with me anytime I leave the house. But you know, the mothership is at my, at my office, my home office now. Gotcha. Well, um, how are you, how are you enjoying North Carolina so far? I've spent a lot of time in Charlotte. Cool. Where are you from, by the way? Uh, I'm well, it's a loaded question, but um, I'm currently re- residing. <laughs> I'm currently residing in Houston, Texas. Okay. But previous to that, I was in Atlanta. And then previous to that, I was in Orange County and then Santa Barbara, San Diego. And I, and I grew up in the wine country, Napa, Sonoma, and California. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's a lot warmer. It's not hot. I mean, it gets hot in the summertime. We've only really been there for like about a month. Um, 
but it's far warmer than it is on Long Island. I'm a big flip-flop kind of guy. Um, you know, this is I, I normally I'm only wearing a hoodie right now because it's freezing outside um, and it's cold in, in the office. But um, here it's like bitter cold on Long Island. It's, it's like it's absurdly cold. And this is I'm actually it's funny. I'm, I'm literally recording the podcast in my old studio. Um, that was my studio, you know, until three weeks ago. And now it's be- being turned into a man cave and they cut down a wall and there's a bunch of, you know, <laughs> new apparel up and things like that. There's yeah. a jukebox, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm on top of a bar. So like just making it happen, right? Like, thank God I have, I keep, you know, a, a nice microphone with me and, uh, and the camera's decent quality, but um, yeah, I just, I, I, it's, it's freezing up here. It's so warm down there. I hang out during the day. Um, you know, there, there's this little like garden that, that, that we have and, probably wondering how does garden relate to sales right uh i love i bring my dogs outside right and i let them run free in this garden i just watch them and i take sales calls and like i just take notes on my phone i pop my airpods in and like you know i'm looking at eagles soaring over me and the dogs like smelling the garden and i'm picking up fresh tomatoes that were grown organically just you know from rainwater and enjoying that so that to me is, you know, I'm, I'm a very much so an extrovert, but like not being bothered and enjoying this time and stuff like that is definitely uh, bliss. So, right. So talk to us a little bit about how you got your start. And so, you, you know, you're obviously got a media group. So digital marketing space is kind of where you're, you're, you said you're growing, expanding your business. How did you get your start there? Yeah, man. Um, so actually I, I, it's so funny. Cause my, one of my, my first employees, kid Kevin, who is now going to be a partner, um, can't wrap his head around the fact that everything started with the podcast. So I hated with, I hated my old, I shouldn't say I hated my old job. I liked my old job. I wasn't making the money I wanted to make and I needed a solution. So my solution was to go out and uh, start a podcast and either that would turn into revenue or at least allow me to meet a lot of people and get access to a lot of people that would normally never talk to me. Um, right. And it was a, ver- it was an in-person show. My podcast table that my last podcast table is actually sitting right in front of me. Um, and Every I started giving out leads because I came from the IT world. I started giving out leads to these, you know, a couple marketing companies and one in particular that, you know, we became friends with. And while I was doing that, I had the podcast. So I started realizing I started doing my own homework and started learning about SEO and digital marketing and all things like that. And we were giving a lot of this business away, which was fine. And then this company wasn't really executing. But the hard part about digital marketing is like there's so many ways to point fingers, you know, to to play the blame game. So, you know, wait, hey, why am I not getting traffic? Well, you didn't start a blog or you don't have any backlinks or like there, there's there's a million and one different reasons why you're not getting traffic or why your Facebook ads aren't working or, you know, um, um, like there's always a scapegoat. And, and I started seeing this and they're, you know, they're spending tens of thousands of dollars a year on this, you know, marketing company. And I'm like, these guys aren't even executing. They're not doing SEO. They're like, and I started, and I was like very preliminary stages, but I was finding pages for anyone that's technical in, in digital marketing and SEO, you know, pages without, um, H, uh, heading tags, pages without meta descriptions and things like that. And it was like, this is a serious problem. And I go, you know what? I bet you I could do a better job than these guys are. And, you know, not for cheaper because I'm sure it takes a while, but I bet you I could do a better job and develop a better team and, and really provide a better service to people. And that was, that was literally it. And I built the podcast website and things like that. And I started learning and I had a couple of people that were like, Hey, if this is what you want to do, you know, come over. And we started out as a, as a uh, social media marketing agency. And that's just a grind and a half and there's not much money in it. Um, you know, anybody, any Ty Lopez fans, uh, you're insane 
for what you believe. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't like Ty Lopez. His fundamentals are actually really good. But, like, yeah. you can't call somebody and be like, hey, I bet you I could get you leads, you know. And he doesn't teach Facebook ads. He's, he, his Facebook ad training is 20 minutes. It's a joke. So um, I know this because I've taken it. But, you know, I was like, okay, we were posting content and stuff like that. And we were getting some results for people. And we we're doing a good job. And I was like – it came back down to, hey, right, we're pointing fingers, right? right? Your website doesn't work. Like, we're getting traffic. I can see you're getting clicks. You're not getting a phone call. There's a major problem with your website, right? When was the last time you touched a website? 1990, right? Like right. early 2000s. Oh, yeah, it hasn't been touched in ages, right? Load speeds are all the way down, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, we should start doing websites. I already built one website, and I started messing around with a couple and started building some websites for friends. And then, and that's literally the birth of like the company. And I was like, okay, this this could be a real thing. And now we're going more into like the full blown SEO, where like we take it very seriously, and that's really like where we're 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 migrating to. Where you know, we'll run your Facebook ads, we'll run your Google ads. We're definitely good at it. We're definitely not the best. I'm, I'll be the first one to admit it, but we're good at it. Like if you trust us already, trusting us with your money is not a bad thing in those regards. But SEO is absolutely the powerhouse. Um, we're 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 getting honestly ridiculously impressive results, and I'm not just saying that because um, you know I'm doing the work. Like even I'm I'm shocked at like you know, what I've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time. So that's how the digital marketing agency started at. Good, man. No, I love, I love the background, the context, you know, one of my questions. So you don't know this, but uh, my wife just started an interior design business Okay. and, and it's very niche, right? Yeah. I live in Katy, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. It's sure. a, it's a bigger, it's one of the bigger suburbs and she only wants to service Katy, Texas for interior design. So she's really focused on how do I, you know, drive my SEO. So when people Google interior design, Katie, Texas, she's the first one to pop up. Right. So, sure. so, so what would be some of the key factors if you were using my wife as an example, like a client that you would, you would start to analyze or, you know, kind of consult her on as far as, you know, best practices. Yeah, man. So uh, best practices are, are really there's there's a couple different things. So there's a bunch of free tools out there. Like I would say definitely check out Neil Patel. Uh, it's called Uber Suggest. You can go in there and run a site audit. It only lets you run it, I think, once per week per website unless you pay, you know, the 50 bucks for the month, which it may very well, you know, if she has any knowledge of SEO, I would definitely say that's that's easily the first step. She doesn't have to get involved with a higher end tool like SEMrush or Ahrefs or something like that. Um, I would say fix, fix all the technical issues first. Um, most of the time, right, people are like, hey, I want to run this race, right? I bought the super high performance bike, but they don't talk about how they, you know, their knee is blown out, right? And they're like, well, I'm going to run, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this race. And meanwhile, their knee's blown out. Like, you can do that, but you're never going to win. Like you need to fix the knee first. You know, it doesn't matter what bicycle you're riding. You, you need to fix the knee first. Um, so I would say definitely fix all the technical stuff. If it comes back as a clean record and every page is healthy, then you're, you're literally miles ahead of the competition. And then honestly, after that, um, tell her to start writing down, you know, the easily. And if anybody's listening, that's interested in SEO, this is the best free advice anybody's ever going to give you because nobody talks about this. Write down the questions that every single person asks you on a regular basis. So, you know, oh, what's the first steps in, in taking, you know, in doing SEO? Like, how do you do SEO for a, you know, a digital marketing for, or uh, for a uh, technology firm or an IT firm? Like, think of all these questions that people ask you on a regular basis and write a blog post about it. It, it needs to be a minimum of a thousand words, really like ideally sweet spot 1500 and over. And don't worry about the length. Like so many people are like, nobody's going to read this seven page article. 
obviously nobody's going to read the seven page article, <laughs> but you're not going after everybody. You're going after that one buyer. So you're writing that article for that one buyer. Answer their question. You know, I write articles all the time. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a 4,500 word article. And I'm not much of a writer, but when I write, I write. And more often than not, the long, super long pieces of content are the ones that people are like, this was, this is it. This is the best content, right? Um, so it, it's honestly, it's, it's that simple. Like, and the best part about blogging is blogging's, not forever, but blogging is a long-term strategy. So if she's, if you have business, right. And the best time to talk to a digital marketer is when you're, when you're already busy, because if you're doing SEO and things like that, you want to prep for when you're slow, you don't want to be slow. And then you need, you know, we're not doctors, we're nutritionists, right. We're not going to come, come in and fix your problems. We're not a surgeon, right. We are, we are very much so a health nutritionist where if you come to us early, we can make sure that you really don't ever get sick. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you don't really ever lose that business, but you have to come to us when you're healthy. You can't come to us when you're sick. Um, and that's a major misconception. So I would just tell her like, do that. Make sure your technical SEO is on point. Um, I would say definitely get on podcasts. It's a super easy way to build um, backlinks and things like that to your, to your stuff. Um, and they're fun. Like if, if I, I'd much prefer to be on a blog on a podcast than write a blog, right. 10, you know, 10 X over. I know you're wearing a 10 X shirt for, uh, for grant, but the, it's just, it's just a no brainer. Like, and then just create content, create content, create content. And like most people think like, Oh my God, I put this, so, you know, I put so much work in, you know, it's been three months, like going, like, blogging is blogging and content creation youtube you know i i, I pair youtube and, and blogging very much so in the same category you know just different mediums where believe it or not they're long-term strategies you can't go to the gym for a week and expect results heck you can't go to the gym for three months and expect results right. you might see oh i'm running you know i'm running further i'm running faster but really the best results come from one solid year of being at the gym Give SEO or content creation or YouTube one solid year, like commit. Hey, every Wednesday I'm writing an article, every, you know, or making a video. And, and that's ultimately going to be the, the long-term play. Now, social media, social media is a, Social media is like steroids, right? Like you can, you can use it. You can get a quick jump in traffic. But the moment you stop using social media, it's dead. Right. Like, like you have to, like, people aren't going back, you know, unless you're famous, people aren't going back and looking for your stuff. Like the, the, the feed there's, there's millions of photos being edited every single day. Yours is getting buried very quickly. You need to be posting once, if not twice a day, multiple times a day, depending on the platform and stuff like that. So that would be my advice for anybody, not just your wife. If you're, you know, no matter where you're at in your business, write an article. Right. What, you know, landscapers, what keeps your grass green? Heck, if you're in construction, right, common things to look for to know if you're getting gypped out on, on construction, high quality construction material. Right. There's so many things like, you know, why is this construction quote so much lower than the others? There's a great article like there's so much data right there that you can go down and break down. Oh, they're, they're doing a cheaper labor. They're getting you less quality material. They're they're not doing it the right way. They're not going to code They're They forgot to account for certain things. Right. And then who's responsible for that? So there's so many of these things that I see on a regular basis that people are like I don't you know, and then it's always like, I don't know what to write. Just think about what people ask you every day. It's like, it's that easy. Like that's going to be your first 20 or 30 articles without fail every single time. And people are going to ask you different stuff. And you might think, well, or somebody's already answered it, right? Why can't you answer it better, right? right. 
and then you become the expert. Yeah. We're in the age of the internet. You could literally, or, or she could literally design somebody's home somewhere else in the country because if she has the resources and you, she has the right buyer, right? Hey, I'm going to get a 3D tour of my home made. I'm going to send it over to you and you design it. All problems are solved right there. Yep. I mean, it's, it's literally that simple. So that's definitely something I tell people all the time, like go, you know, go create and don't get, you know, analysis paralysis. Don't think like, Oh my God, what is, you know, what about this? Well, what about this? No, just start. And then revisit it later on. Love it. So you're the first person that I've heard kind of uh, link blogging and YouTube together. Now uh, I want to extrapolate on that a little bit because uh, I'm selfish and, I, and I've got you to myself now for by all means, man, for, for at least another half hour. Um, so uh, is that because it's, it just stays there? Like, right. Like once you're done with the content creation and the links are there, like it's up forever. Right. So it's, it's not up forever. Okay. It's working for you all the time. So th there's there's also a couple different things to look into when you're when you're making YouTube videos. Right. So YouTube videos, if you're if you're a vlog style video. Right. Chances are pretty good. Your content might not get found at a later date. Um, that's just the nature of the beast because people want like, right. I follow a bunch of these mainstream kind of guys. Right. Nobody's going back to Mr. Beast three years ago. Right. Like I'm just saying Mr. Beast because he's gigantic. Right. Nobody's going back to PewDiePie three years ago and looking at his right. content. No, people are looking at it every single day to see what they're pu putting out. Right. So that's the exact same thing. But if you're making content that's either technical or educational and things like that, right? Like I produce a lot of LinkedIn content. I'm actually about to start talking more about the entrepreneur journey on my, on my YouTube and, you know, how to find an accountant, right? How to find an accountant you trust, right? How to, how to do your insurance the right way, right? Finding more people you trust and talking and what numbers do you need and what numbers do you really need and all things like that. So things that I've learned over being an entrepreneur for the next, for the last, I don't know, almost three years now, you know, maybe somebody's not answering that, but the question is the question of how do I find a good accountant for my, for my startup, right? That question is going to be asked. That question is not going anywhere. That question is going to be asked forever. So there's no need to, there's no need to hang up your hat and say, nope, you know what? Somebody else did a better job. No, like if you can go in a better detail, right? Like people don't really, you know, your video quality should be okay, but your audio quality, if your audio quality is good, you're, you're three quarters of the way there. And then people will like you and they'll subscribe. And then, you know, now you're going to be able to be searched. I have my buddy who's, uh, he runs the channel, the helpful trucker and, uh, this guy Maurice. And like, he's like, yeah, most of my videos don't really spike until they've been up on YouTube for like six to nine months. And I'm starting to see that with my content too. Like mm -hmm. my content isn't clickbaity. It's not like, Oh my God, I can't wait to watch this video. It's like, Oh, how do I use LinkedIn for sales? How do I go find prospects for free? How do I go do this? How do I go do this? That's the kind of content I've been producing. And then more of like, how do I find an accountant? How do I find insurance? How do I get my employees to work remotely? What's the best project management software? Like these are all things that I've spent tremendous amounts of time working on to get good at and understand. And now I'm comfortable to the point where I could teach somebody and not be like an imposter. Right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Uh, I'm surprised at how many businesses are not taking more of that strategy of using YouTube and podcasting and even blogging to a certain extent to their advantage. It's kind of mind blowing. It makes sense to me, but. I love it. I love it. Businesses that are antiquated, please stay antiquated. Less competition for me. I appreciate <laughs> it. And it, and it makes me look like a rock star in front of all my clients. So yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, also no, like point. I, I really, I tell everybody, you know, I, and, and the craziest part is we just had a, we're in the middle of a major pandemic. Right. But if anybody could roll back the calendar to March 14th or 15th, right. The, the country went into lockdown and we were in New York like that. New York was shut down completely. Yeah. So 
everybody, you know, the only thing I saw online was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I get to spend so much time with my kids. Oh my God, I finally get a vacation. Oh my God, I don't have to worry about work. I get laid off. The government gets to pay me, right? Like the amount of people that lost the absolute best opportunity they probably have ever had to create content is astronomical because that's exactly right. You could have spent time with your family. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you could have learned how to edit YouTube videos. You could have written 25 articles, right? You could have, if you spent an hour a day writing an article, that's still less, less time than eight hours a day of work, right? There's, there's so many things. And, and it's, you know, I told people literally right away. I'm like, this is the best time to write content. Like do not hire me, stop hiring me, go do this yourself because uh, for me, it's not about the money. I'd rather see somebody's business succeed. Like money really is, it's, is a byproduct of what we do, but and, and not even, you know, not why I'm in business, but like I, I told so many people and I'm like, I will literally give you free training. Just please go do this. And the amount of people that did it is astonishingly low, you yeah. know, and, and they did nothing for their companies during this whole time. And this was, you know, and talk about doubling down my personal website, harrisonmarin.com. I, I like 10 X down, right. I I've spent more money than I'd be willing to admit on camera about on blog writers and content creators and things like that. And building this massive 200 and almost 50 article website that's rapidly gaining traction. Yeah. Yeah. You have a nice site. I went and looked at it. Thanks man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And I actually took the same approach to you because I, and I actually had made a podcast about that. Like you've been all been given the gift of time. Don't fucking waste it. What are we yep. doing? What are we talking about, man? I've never, uh, I, in the first two years I had my podcast, I think I put out about 70 episodes right? Okay. and the last six months, I think I pushed out 45 and I've got, you know, another, I've got enough content to get me through April right now. Oh, wow. That's great. You know what I mean? Cause I was just like, Hey, just, just go, let's just go. Yeah. And, and I think especially too, because people like, with that time, I know there's people who will take advantage like you and I did and double down on being productive, but then there's all the people too, they're going to be consuming. And that's how oh, I yeah. looked at it, right? Yep. So um, talk to us a little bit about LinkedIn. How have you been leveraging LinkedIn? What have been kind of some of your tips, things you've been doing well over in that space? Yeah, man. So LinkedIn is the, um, I'm going to make somebody angry with this statement, but the redheaded stepchild of the social media world. <laughs> um, you know, and I mean that very kiddingly, but you know, Facebook gets tons of attention, right? With Gary Vee and guys like Grant Cardone and things like that. Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, 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 right? LinkedIn is the sleeper cell, right? Like nobody, and and especially back in the day before Microsoft bought it, LinkedIn was the shit. Um, I mean, like if, if you, it, it was so easy to get business on LinkedIn like four years ago, it's, it's almost disturbing to even talk about. And I can't tell you how much money I made for my old company on LinkedIn, but now it's now it's you know during this pandemic actually microsoft was like hey we just spent 28 billion dollars a couple of years ago we should probably start doing something with the platform so it seems like they're starting to care which is phenomenal and they are you know they're making these massive changes these massive algorithm changes um to the platform and, and you're starting to see it so it's definitely getting a bit more competitive now but there's so many easy ways to go find you know go into a group and find like-minded individuals right like you never know the easiest referral source is actually your your competitors because they don't do everything that you do, right? Like if I would love to meet, if you're a social media marketing agency and you want to offer SEO services, reach out to me. I'd love to speak to you. Like 
because you probably aren't going to spend a year and a half to two years learning SEO, which I get. And quite honestly, I really don't want to do any more social media stuff. So I'd, I'd be more than happy to pass off that work in return for, for different work. And, you know, with LinkedIn and stuff like that, you have the ability to connect with so many different people. And when it's so many different people, right, let's just say, let's take ABC company, right? It's 50 employees, right? Out of those 50 employees, probably 35 of them, I would say 25 to 30, 35 of them probably have a LinkedIn, right? Whether it's their job that made them have it, or they just had it and they're updating it and stuff like that, right? But I can bet you 90% of the time, the CEO has a LinkedIn. He might not check it all that often, but I would almost guarantee he has a LinkedIn. His executive staff, his CFO, his CMO, his CSO, his CRO, like all these people probably all have LinkedIn's and potentially even the, the third level of management on there probably has a LinkedIn as well. So you can just go in on YouTube, on, on LinkedIn and type in ABC company, right? I, I literally did this the other day with somebody because they didn't believe me because I was, I was trying to help them out with a job. Um, they didn't believe me when I was like, oh, I could literally talk to the, biz- the owner of the company right now. And they're like, no, you can't. And I was like, hey. Three minutes later, I got a response. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, just, you know, and, and, and took the conversation, right? And like, if I can't get through to him, there's seven other people that I could just reach out to. Yeah. Statistically, one out of those seven is going to answer you within, within the day. You know, the others might reach out to you in 48 hours and down the road and maybe, maybe in a month. But I would say st- statistically, at least one of them is going to reach out to you. And that immediately gets you in the door. That's far easier than cold calling the sec the secretary and saying hey i'm looking for phil you know hey who is this oh this is harrison okay harrison what can i help you with no no i'm looking for phil you know it's like no that's that's not the route i want to go like i'd rather just have a conversation hey you know phil phil my name's harrison i run a digital marketing agency i did an inspection of your stuff i think it would make sense for us to have a conversation no pressure otherwise i just want to give you some free information the likelihood of Phil clicking on that link is extremely high. If he doesn't click on that link, you can then make a post about his stuff, right? Like you don't have to bl- put him on blast, but be like, hey, I said, I've, I've, I've been doing some, some things and here's some vulnerabilities on some websites. And this is some common practices that people mess up, right? Just kind of like you asked, you know, and then tag those five or 10 different people on that post. They are going to watch that post. Trust me, then it might not click on that first link, but I can almost guarantee you they're going to watch that three minute video mm. that they could pick up things and say, oh, I miss, I'm leaving money on the table. Mm. It's literally that easy and nobody is doing it. And it blows my mind. Well, now you just told a bunch of people. But uh, no, that's I, I, I love that. That's a that's a great tactical advantage. Hey, I'm going to go ahead, do the work anyway, make a short video, tag you in the video. Do it all, man. I'll share I, it out. Yeah, I basically force you to watch uh, what you're ignoring. How, how important or how relevant is embedding video in email? Just get, get your thoughts on that. Um, so this is actually what I'm kind of torn up about. Uh, this is something that I actually just talked to, uh, the owner of, uh, I'm going to give a, a shameless plug here to my buddy, Chad Morgan, uh, who owns quickpages.io. Do you know Chad, by the way? I don't. Mark. Oh, okay. So he owns, he owns a company called quickpages.io. Um, and for him, it seems to be revolutionary. I'm actually about to start experimenting. Um, but I'm thoroughly confident in its ability to, to do what it says it does. The thing is, 
that most people don't understand is, is there's 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 three kinds of video that you can put in emails. So there's personalized video. So Chad software allows you to take a little gift. So you hold up a little sign, right? That says, you know, hey, uh, so-and-so, this is, you know, click here, right? Click here. And then they click there and they watch the they watch the two-minute video. That's personalized to them, right? It's phenomenal for active outreach. It's, you know, and overall, it's just something really beneficial to getting in communication with that person. So that is probably the most powerful. The second most powerful, Hey, so-and-so, I made this video, right? This is why content creation is important. So if you do YouTube, you can use YouTube. If you do blogging, you can use blogging, right? Or if you do both, use both. But I, I'm, I'm getting now to the point where people are starting to ask me questions and I already have content about that. So I just have to go look at my content library, grab that link, send it off to them. And, and the cool part is they get to hang out with me for 10 minutes and I don't, have, I don't have to spend any time, right? It might've taken me two minutes to go find that video, but here's the best part. They can now watch that video. They can watch... 13 other videos they can build it's way easier to build trust over video than it is over blogging right and they're gonna they're gonna do this and they're gonna go through this whole process and they may subscribe they may not subscribe and they may do i may do business with them i may not do business with them but at least they know who i am and they've spent mm -hmm. time watching my content because i make sure or at least i try to make sure my content is at least pretty thorough without going the to down the deepest rabbit holes right same thing with blogging right if, if you already created a piece of content for the people that aren't a fan of being on video send that piece of content out like hey you know you know great great example right i work with a divorce lawyer hey do you need you know what are some common things that i need to know about when hiring a divorce lawyer on long island it's like one of the number one ranking articles now like it's it's that easy and then when somebody says like hey why do i need to hire you or like why should i even hire a lawyer i could just do this myself yeah you could do it. you could build your house yourself are you gonna <laughs> yeah Right, You know, and then thing three, and, and this is the one I'm not a fan of is, um, and I really try to t tell people, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I try to t tell people to stay away from it, but like, you have to be really careful is you shouldn't send out your competitor's stuff under one condition. If that competitor is a, is a, is, is the Hulk, essentially this giant beast, Right. Your competitor, your, your person that you're sending it to is probably never going to reach out. But here's the problem. They didn't interact with you. They didn't interact with your content. They, that competitor might be putting out a ton more content than you are and things like that. And it's going to, you know, that's a, I don't want to say a slippery slope, but like, why would you send, you know, we're starting to put up content on the, on the new website, uh, growth-generators.com. And, and for anyone that goes there, please, I apologize about the website. It's still under construction, but like all my blogs are there. So like, I'm starting to send those out to people and, you know, it's so nice to be able to be like, oh, here, we already wrote an article about that. Granted, we're sending them to, and I always say, I apologize. I'm like, Hey, look, website's under construction right now. Like we're, we're doing a massive overhaul on the whole thing. Um, but we probably have that that answered so at some point. And if we don't, let us know so we can answer it. I can't tell you how many times when people ask me a question, I'm like, hey, can you give me, how important is this question? Oh, it's, I just, you know, whenever you get around to it, can you give me 48 hours? And I'll make a YouTube video in 48 hours of that question, answering that question to the best of my ability. And then I send that over to them. They may subscribe, they may watch that whole video, and they may even watch multiple videos of mine. Like, why wouldn't you make content? Like, that's the craziest part. How embarrassing is it? You know, we're, we're, we just started using um, uh, Doodly for a lot of stuff. I don't know if anybody knows those little whiteboard animations. Mm -hmm. um, and we're starting to make, inf like, informational videos. We're a Wix partner. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot wait for another competitor. And this is me being cynical now. But I cannot wait for another partner to send them a vi my video of how to add a contributor to your Wix website 
because I'm going to rank eventually number one on YouTube or number one on Google or be that Google snippet, right? Like right. that is on, or I make it hard for that person to go find another piece of content because I'm the number one and they have to go bypass my content to go find something that's not so salesy for people to come to me. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, you just dropped a ton of really great strategies for um, any business owner, really, or salesperson. Um, no, I love it. I totally appreciate it. I want to ask you a question, not so uh, niche related, but just kind of what motivates you? I mean, what, like, why do all this? And that's what you said. You said something was interesting that, you know, money is not a motivating factor, but it's really servicing your clients. So, um, yeah, man. Uh I used to hate the line, like, do what you love and it's never a day at work. Um, I, I, I love what I do. I, I would be lying if I said anything else. I, I really do love what I do. I, I look forward to Google dropping the new analytics every day. Like, like, it's definitely a slight addiction. There's no doubt about that. I really, I picked something that I really enjoy. There was, but there was a couple things I thought about before I really went into SEO. So one of the main things was, was lifestyle design. So that was really important to me. I wanted to be able to work anywhere, right? Like I'm my home, home computer is, is at home 750 miles away. I'm up here in New York, hanging out with friends and things like that. in the frigid cold, but like I could essentially go anywhere. Now I don't like to travel too far out of time zones, right? I may go to Hawaii soon, but like I could work in Hawaii. Like I could go work in Canada. I could go work in, you know, Brazil, if there's good internet, like I could go work really anywhere. Um, and the tools and things like that, that, you know, if you don't think the tools made, trust me, somebody's working on it probably, but like, I really wanted the lifestyle that I wanted. And the other thing too, was like, I wanted to make sure that I paid my employees appropriately and really like whatever it was, like, I didn't want them to have to go through what I went through. And, and don't get me wrong. I love my old boss. He's a super nice guy. And we were a startup too, but I definitely didn't make enough money. Like there's no doubt about that. And one of my goals is to pay my employees like a, a very fair wage where they're living comfortably, they comfortably, they can go away. They can, you know, enjoy some time off work remotely. Right. Like I think working remotely is the most important thing because we don't, especially with what we do, we could do it anywhere. So yeah. between lifestyle design and, and that kind of stuff. And then, and then really like, I love our clients. Like I, there's really not a time when my phone goes off and I'm like, Oh, so-and-so is calling me like that's never really a thought because chances are pretty good if that's the case and I, and something like that happens they probably never signed up with me in the first place i'm i'm, right. I'm very much you know uh you either love me or you don't like me kind of thing I, i'm not and, and i'm okay with that like my clients i want my clients to get excited when they call me like i want them to be amped up and be like hey how's everything going and i could produce and show them results like i'm very much so somebody that that i really try to over deliver whenever you know whenever possible and i'm not a snake oil salesman and you know and i and i and that's one thing that really gets me motivated is there's a lot of people that are and getting emotional now is like, I hate seeing other competitors that leave a bad name in certain areas. I saw it in the IT world. I see it in the digital marketing world. I see it in the SEO world where people are doing SEO and there's zero proof that they're doing SEO. The hard part about SEO is that end user, it will take him months and months and months to figure out that his SEO team did nothing for him. Wow. And that's heartbreaking to me, you know, and, and even if you can't afford to work with us, at least let me point you in the right direction. Or, or 
tell you and give you re free resources. Like that's the other part about YouTube and blogging. I can give you free resources that will literally help you. So if you can't afford to do it, at least you could do it yourself and you don't have to pay us. And then when you get to the point you don't want to do it anymore and you can pay us, hire us. That'd be great. But like that to me is so much more important to see other people get accurate information on how to do certain things than not. Man, love that. Yeah. I can tell you're passionate about it too. Thanks, man. I like it shoes me apart. Like sometimes like people are like, dude, you're okay. I'm like, I just, I hate seeing people that are not delivering on what, you know, it's, it's for me, it's, it's not about business. It's about ethics. How could you mm -hmm. take somebody else's money and not deliver on, you know, it's not even not deliver. Like I get it. Like there's, there's in the SEO world, it's hard to deliver on what you said you think you could do. Right. And then you realize like, Oh my God, this is really competitive, but to not do anything is really upsetting. And, and that hurts the industry that hurts me that hurts potential clients because I can't tell you how many people I, I, I you know, large clients that are like, I've already been burned for 20, 30, $40,000. It's like, well, that's sad. I'm just going to stand up real quick, but like, that's, that's super depressing that, that somebody out there is willing to take somebody else's money and not deliver any results at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Hey, I'm in sales, man. Like that. <laughs> People nowadays, you got account executives, right? You've got uh, account managers. You've got ev everybody trying to say there's something other than they're not because they don't want to be perceived as a salesperson. Yes. Because, right? And so, and I think that, like, that's a shame. You, you should just state what you are. I'm in sales. I'm, you know, my job is to be able to provide value and help you uh, solve some type of problem. At the end of the day, I want to do it morally and ethically. And, and so, you know, anyway, um, I, I see that a lot. People trying to side skirt what they do because certain industries have gotten a bad rep on really what they're, what they're trying to do ultimately. So, you know, I'm, our company's great. We've got, we're in a relationship business a lot like you, um, you know, so it's just like, we, we do a great job of following through on our promises and, and providing a great product, which I think at the end of the day, you know, that's all we're trying to do is right is help and serve people. And, and it's weird that people don't see it that way. Uh, and it's unfortunate people who take advantage of other people. What kind um, of product do you go selling? So we do uh, small group medical insurance. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, just people like you, we cater to small businesses to do 500 employees and help them get medical, uh, you know, dental vision, that type of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah man. So one of the, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you, Harrison, is a little bit about, you know, you said you went through some struggles, you know, what were some of the, the things that got you over, you know, some of the humps and how did you deal with your failures uh, early on or some of the obstacles or struggles? What kept you going? Uh, yeah, man. So, um, I mean, I, I think I was definitely like a, a somewhat born entrepreneur. So back in high school, we started, you know, or, or right out of high school, I think we started a pie business where we were selling pies and we were doing, we wanted to do some catering services and things like that. Right. And we didn't really know our ass from our elbow at that point. Like we just knew it was me and me and two buddies, two of us knew how to cook. The other one was kind of in business, but like, didn't really know the business world and had no connections to really help us grow. But you know, that was failed mission number one, right? And then there was failed mission number two, which was my original podcast. We're live with Cam and Harry. Um, then there was failed mission number three, which was a website building, you know, website design agency uh, where we would actually code the websites. And I had two friends that would code it, right? Like, but this is all like, it's like you kind of figure out your path, especially when you want to figure out your path. Um, but really it was like, hey, like, how long can I live in my parents' house? And like, how, you know, 
when do I pull the plug on this? You know, if this, and, and even now, like I have, you know, if this thing fails in three years and, and we're right around the three year mark and we're, we're growing like a weed right now, which is phenomenal, but there's definitely a part of it where it was like, Hey, I bet you I could do this. And the amount of haters I had was like astronomical. Like, and there are a lot of times it's like, it's like people, you know, it's not people you don't know. Like the haters right. aren't people you don't know. It's the people that are like, bro, this is pretty risky. Like you're not getting a paycheck. Like, Oh my God, do you know what you're doing? Like, fuck no, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I can do it better <laughs> than somebody else. Right. Like, like, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea, but like, I surrounded myself with the right people, right? I surrounded myself with the best accountant. I surrounded myself with the best insurance agency. I surrounded myself with the best business people I could possibly find that I could learn from, right? I, I, I built a podcast where I could surround myself with the best people I could possibly find locally. Like, it's not like, hey, this is a call. Can you hop on the call? I want to spend some time with you. Like, no, we would drink beers and get blacked out drunk at my on my podcast and and just have fun and learn and talk about stories and things like that and and really that like it it all goes back to the podcast it's so funny because like that was the like that was the catalyst of like hey i could do this and like even if i fail like somebody else is gonna be like you know it's it's who you surround yourself with i think is a very large majority of it like if i failed or i took a massive hit as far as financial or whatever it is right one of my friends would come along and 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 allow, allow me to put my arm around them and they would help me along and like it might it might not be they might not get me to the end zone which is what i what i don't want i just need to get to the next you know use football terms, even though I'm not a football guy, but like we're on fourth down, right? Like I'm like, there is a risk of me going financially bankrupt or that person can come in, clutch it for me and get me to the next, you know, the first down again. Right. Like, yeah. and that was, that was kind of it. Like, and I was like, look, you know what, if I fail, I fail, but I'd rather know that I tried really like my absolute hardest and failed than, than not. And you know, and, and your and your stuff is going to change, right? Like Microsoft started out, you know, with building an operating system and now they're building out applications and now they have the Xbox and, and now they own LinkedIn and like, and stuff like that. Like so many people are like, you know, why would I do that? I can't grow that. Well, obviously you can't grow that, but like there's a certain limitation, right? Like you're, you know, if you're a landscaper, there's only so many lawns you're going to be able to maintain, right? But then maybe it's going to, you know, a manufacturer and saying, hey, I want to white label your grass right because i think your grass is the best or our proprietary blend or now you sell chemicals right or you sell fertilizer and things like that like there's so many other like people are so stuck in like this little this little mind mentality of like oh my god i can't do that i can't do this uh you know it's like no you just figure it out like you know microsoft didn't start at a billion dollar company apple didn't start out a trillion dollar company amazon didn't start at a trillion dollar company right like they started Amazon, like everybody's like, oh yeah, well, you know, Amazon, you know, or Joe Rogan, right? Everybody's like, oh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. He's got this massive podcast. Motherfucker, he's been going for like nine years. Yeah. What least. have you done for nine years? Have you ever held a job for nine years? Right. Right. If you put nine years of blood, sweat, and tears into a job, you would be the top dog. You would be sitting either right under the, the CEO or fuck, he would step away and say, you run this company and I'll just keep, you know, you'll get heavily compensated and I will keep the company. Yeah. Like, you know, and people just don't give it a chance like all the time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's wild to me. No, I love it. Um, yep. I, what I take away from that when I, what I hear you saying is just get after it, commit. And if it goes wrong, pivot. 
Yeah, and and like you have to give it time. Like people just think like, oh, I, I I always use MLMs. Like MLMs are for anyone that doesn't know what an MLM is, multi-level marketing. There's a mm-hmm. million of them out there. Monad, Isogenics, the, you know, Avon. The list goes on and on, right? You know, you can't buy Avon from their website. You have to buy it through somebody or something like that. So. Like everybody's like, oh, these things don't work. Like, no, they do. I have friends that are millionaires. I've seen their paychecks. They are absolutely ridiculously wealthy. But it's because they just treated it like a business and not a hobby where I'm going to make an extra couple bucks. Like that's the difference between success and failure. If you're treating it like, you know, if you treat it like that fat guy that goes to the gym and never, is almost never there but shows up like once in a while – that's the results you're going to get. Like you yeah. have to be dedicated. Like, so, like I see so many small businesses fail. Why do they fail? Because the, the CEO, like, Hey, I'm going to start a digital marketing agency. Go for it, bro. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've seen fail already because they don't, tr- they don't take it seriously. Like you have to, whatever it is you do, you have to love it first and you have to take it seriously because if you don't take it seriously, you know, you're never going to get like Tiger Woods. That dude played forever. That's how he's the best. LeBron James, the dude's been playing for forever. He didn't just wake up one day and says, I'm going to be a pro. No, nobody right. does. Right. Like Gary V, he, you know, and I, I don't particularly love Gary V, but he says, you got to love the journey. Right. And he's like, I literally learned everything in my parents' wine shop and I didn't make a dollar. You know, I made minimum wage on it or whatever it was. Right. Like he spent nine years building that company. And, and took the knowledge and just translated it over. You know, people just think like, Oh, Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. Yeah, he is. He wasn't always. And if you go back and you watch the interviews from 1990s and say, oh, yeah, we're starting Amazon. We have a couple investor money. You know, we have some investor money and we're doing books because books don't age. And, you know, how we're going to do fulfillment. And, and, you know, he's been obsessed with the customer experience since day one. Like, that's the level of obsession it takes to be good or the best. Right. So many people just don't give anything the time it deserves and then they're like well it failed obviously you can't do it for a week and expect it to succeed you can have the cure for cancer nobody's going to find out about it unless you hustle every single day you'd even you'd have to work your balls off to give people the the cure for cancer yeah yeah no i i heard a great quote that's very relevant to this you know because it's i think especially today's world of instant gratification it's always the grass is always greener and i heard um Ryan Stuman on his podcast said, no, it's not. The grass is always greener, right? That's a bullshit fucking saying. The grass is green where you water it. Yes. And, right. And I was like, love that, man. Totally love yeah. it. And it's, it's so true. It's so true. Like you could be good at anything, right? Like it doesn't matter, you know, and if, and you know, if you undercharge, like learn from that. Like I just lost a client, you know, I didn't lose a client this morning, but I lost a proposal this morning. Right. What was my first reaction? Well, that sucks. What was my second reaction? I emailed her back and said, congratulations. I'm super happy you're working with somebody else. Just out of curiosity, why didn't you pick us? I really like to critique whatever I'm doing and get better, right? Lost, you know, everything's a learning experience. Hey, somebody hires us. Hey, I know it sounds ridiculous. Why did you hire us? Bro, you called me in two minutes from when I submitted my request. Yeah. That's why I hired you because your customer service is through the roof. Now, granted, I happen to be just in front of my phone at that time, but like that is literally the make or break between most people and, and, and growing their business. Yeah. Love it. Now, um, Harrison, are you a reader? Uh, I'm not a reader, but I'm a listener on audible. Okay. I got, audible. I got yelled at last night. Cause somebody was like, you don't read. And I was like, yeah, but I, I listen. 
Okay. Well, how you consume content, obviously. A lot. Uh, good. What is uh, maybe some books or some podcasts that you would recommend to some young sales hustlers or entrepreneurs or people looking at, uh, you know, just developing themselves in the, for, for the betterment of their life? Uh, I have to pull up my Audible list because no, that's, like that's, that's literally how important it is. Um, so I, I think if you're looking to start a business, um, there is the, the podcast. I got to find the name of the podcast here, but I think it's like less than 10 minutes long. And this, uh, I think it's called Side Hustle School, if I remember correctly. It's got a blue logo on it. Um, Oh my God, I have so many podcasts in here because I listen to so many different things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Side Hustle School. I'm like 99% sure that's what it is. Um, and you're not going to learn a lot about business, but you're going to learn about, yeah, Side Hustle School. Uh, but you're going to learn a lot about, and, and it's a black and green logo, by the way. Uh, you're going to learn about what people do for, for business. And I think a lot of people's minds are so... I have to start a, uh, a technology company. I have to start this. I have to start this. It's like, no, you don't. There's so many businesses out there. I literally have a friend of mine who makes a great living making introductions for people. If you need an introduction to so-and-so, he will go out and meet that person and see if he needs your services. And then he'll connect you guys and you pay him a retainer every single month. Like you could literally make a business out of anything. Um, so I would definitely recommend Side Hustle School. Obviously, this podcast, you're going to learn a lot about, like, I love longer format shows. And it's actually funny because this Side Hustle School is really not a long format show. Um, but I would definitely say listen to long format shows because you can't, anything under 20 minutes is worthless because you cannot consume and learn anything in 20 minutes. Nothing. You can learn how to hold your breath. There's, that's probably about it. And even then, you, you it doesn't go into, you know, in deep enough. That's why Joe Rogan so, is so successful because his stuff goes so deep in three hours. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as like other things, I love the Jocko Willing podcast. I love the School of Success, uh, School of Greatness podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're if you're into different, Tim Ferriss is a good podcast. It's a little hard to get through some of them, but but definitely worth it. Um, so those are so those are the podcasts I, I like. The uh, Selling the Sandler Way podcast, especially if you've taken sales training or or need a refresher on sales training that's phenomenal um so that's as far as podcasting goes those are like really my go-to's i have a bunch on here but like they're all for different things and then if i go over to audible i will tell you exactly what books that i think are the absolute best um the four hour work week is a phenomenal book um yeah take it with a grain of salt. You're not going to work four hours. There's nobody on the face of this earth. I have friends that make millions of dollars. None of them work four hours. None. You're not going to make, I'm, I'm telling you now, don't go into that book thinking you're going to make a million dollars a year on four hours of work a week. It's not going to happen. Um, it may happen in five years when you've built this machine that's going and you fed it the oil and you fed it the fuel and you have to go in and just minor tweaks and things like that. And you're the master mechanic behind the whole thing. Um, Ready, fire, aim, phenomenal podcast. Um, if you're in physical business, so that means retail shop, you're, you're, um, you, you physically have to see somebody. I would re highly recommend the E-Myth. It's a phenomenal book. If you have like overhead um, the, what else? Oh my God. Uh, sorry. I literally have so many books in here and I haven't read them all building story brand. If you're looking to actually build a brand, 
that book is gold. Um, and follow it. Like, don't just read the books and not implement. Like, right. the, the best part about Audible is, like, I can consume a book in six to nine hours. The drive from Long Island to Charlotte is 11 hours. So I can crush most books in, in, in one way. Um, I do like uh, 10X by Grant. That is actually a really good book. I don't love Grant, but I do love that book because a lot of the time people think way too small and massive success is literally just a little bit harder. And it's right. like you only get so many hours a day to work, right? A surgeon gets the exact same amount of time to work every day that the postman does, right? But the surgeon makes way more money. Why? He took the time to build a better skill and things like that. So, you know, I'm not saying post office people are, are bad people. They're phenomenal people. But like, that's why there's a there's that's why there's a pay gap between the two, right? Like, why does the business owner, you know, the business owner has the same amount of time in a day as you know, or the CEO of CVS has the same amount of time in a day as the you know the retail person behind the counter at CVS, right? But why is there a massive pay differential? Or or Sam Walton, you know, from Walmart, right? Like he grinded, he hustled, he put the work in every single day. He worked smarter, you know, and, and you will have to work harder and, but you also have to work smarter. Um, as far as other things, extreme ownership is a phenomenal book. I would highly recommend that David Goggins can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Also, also a phenomenal book. And they're not sales books. Like I think so many people are so caught up with like, I need to read this sales book. I need to read this entrepreneurship book. Um, you don't, you literally do not need to do that. Um, rich dad, poor dad, You'd be silly not to read that book if you're going to start a business. That is one of the only business books that I say you'd be silly not to read. And don't try to get involved in real estate. Just take those principles, apply them to whatever else you're going to do. Um, Good to Great is another great book. And Think and Grow Rich, I would say, is probably the last one as far as like, if I was going to say go read some books, those are the books that I would recommend. And and the podcast I'd listen to. Yeah, fire. uh, I can say, honestly, I've read all of them. all, all, all fire. Actually, I just handed Think and Grow Rich out to my team this morning as part of their Christmas gift. So um, you're yeah. a very different boss than I am. I gave my my employees Kanga coolers and a case of beer. <laughs> uh, well, good for you, man. I, I wouldn't mind. A, I wouldn't mind a case of beer in case my bosses are listening. I'm uh, uh, for Christmas. Another uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's the other thing too. Like you know, I wanted to create an environment for employees where they're not, they don't feel like they're, they're, they're slaves. Right. I, I don't want them right. to feel like they're going to work and they're, you know, working every day, grinding away for, for nothing in return. Like I'm very much so trying to make the coolest company ever where employees get paid a good salary. You know, we have the freedom to do a lot of different things because we work remotely. We have no overhead as far as, you know, physical space. So we can take that money and invest it in, you know, a trip around the world. So like next year, we're going to go somewhere around the country to who knows where and party it up for like three days and talk about business and stuff like that. Like, that's what I think is so important. So the business for me is really, it's like I said, money is a byproduct. My main goal is to treat my employees like gold and give them the experience I didn't have and make this, you know, I want people to come knocking on the door, willing to work for free on the opportunity that I may hire them because my company is the best company in the world to work for. That is my number one goal. That's a hell of a mission. Um, And speaking of which, Harrison, where can people connect with you at? 
Yeah, man. Uh, so I have a couple different outlets. Uh, if you guys want to check out the future terribly looking website, growth-generators.com, um, we will be, that should be getting built out probably in January. So if you're listening to this after January, definitely go check it out. Um, if it's before January, give me a pass, please. Um, the existing website right now is barramediagroup.com. Um, and then if somebody wants to reach out to me, harrisonbarron.com, go on there, you know, send me a message or whatever it is, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm easily my most active platform, but like reach out. If you have a question, like it's cool because every once in a while somebody does reach out and they're like hey i heard you on this podcast like what do you think about this i'm like you know let's jump on a call for 15 minutes like I, that this is what i love you know I, I i just had told my team like guys i don't i'm a i'm a, I'm a systems guy like let's build systems that work i'm not an executioner like I, I that i suck at that's why i have you guys i i can get us i could carve the path for the football i need one of you guys to run it down and we're working on that regularly and it's coming along phenomenally so but yeah that's how you get a hold of me Beautiful, man. I appreciate it. I will uh, link all of uh, Harrison's contact info in the show notes. So anybody wants to reach out to him for LinkedIn advice, SEO advice, I would encourage you to do so. I learned stuff here today. I'm going to have my wife listen to this uh, so we can get on the same page with stuff. Uh, Harrison, thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hey, Tyson. Thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. All right, dude.